Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hello, everybody. I choose to title this word, Say Yes. Reference scripture is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. But as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, that's Paul, and Silas, that's Silvanus, and Timothy, who was Paul's son in the ministry, our message to you was not yes and no, but in him it has always been yes. Verse 20, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, and so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. You see, that quickly tells you that when God's promises are released, God says yes to his promises, but he expects a response from you and I with our yes, or as it would be, amen. Amen means so be it, or yes in the spirit. So God is expecting us to say yes to his promises, or yes to his word. But we have an option. We have the option to say yes, or we could be indifferent, or we could even say no. I believe in my heart that this season we are all stepping into across the world, across the nations of businesses and ministries. I believe there will be opportunities that we would have on a fairly regular basis to say yes or no to God's word over our lives. So many of us are carrying prophetic words or words of promise from scripture that we are running with. The question is, what is our posture regarding that word? Now, every time in our lives, there's always an opportunity to say yes or no to him. What is your answer? What is your stance? What is your position? The scripture is literally filled with moments like this where men and women of God were given the opportunity in scripture to say yes or no to him. Now the other scripture was about the Israelites in the book of Numbers chapter 13 verse 26. This, the background to this scripture is that Moses had now sent out the 12 spies to survey the land of Cana. So that was the promised land, the land as it were that was flowing with milk and honey. So Moses was instructed by God to send Moses sent out spies, 12 spies, and he picked one from each tribe, one spy from each tribe. So he sent them, they went into that land for 40 days. They were surveying the land. They came back with the grapes and with 
evidence of abundance from this land. So we pick it up on their return. They are now giving a report to the people of Israel from their find regarding their findings. So verse 26 of Numbers 13, they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed the whole assembly the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us and yes, it does flow with milk and honey. Here is the fruit. So they tell Moses, we saw the land. It really flows with milk and honey and we came back with evidence. Verse 28. But the people who live there are powerful. The cities are fortified and very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, that's in the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and Amorites, they live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the sea, along the river Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land, for we are certainly able to do it. We certainly can do it. Verse 31, but the people who had gone up with him said, we can't attack these people. They are stronger than we are. And these 10 spies, they spread amongst the Israelites a bad report about the land they explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim. These are the descendants of Anak who have come from Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them. So this scripture we are reading today they are giving an account of what they saw in the land God sent them to survey. God had given Moses a word that I promise I will take my people from a land of captivity into the promised land. And God declared, I'm taking them to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. They have a word from God. Not only that, that they have a word of prophecy, they go into the land and they come back with a cluster of grapes that the Bible says it required two men to carry a cluster of grapes. And the amazing thing about this is that they have a foretaste of what's about to come but they begin to spread a bad report. Now, maybe you're listening to us today and you know Jesus. That means you have a foretaste. You have a deposit of the Spirit of God in your life. The Bible says it's a guarantee. So the question is, do we believe the deposit or do we say we don't trust that what God has promised will come? So the Israelites were faced with a situation where they had to make a decision. Do they believe God and go into the land of Cana, or do they succumb to fear? Unfortunately, you and I know the end result. They succumb to fear because of a bad report that 10 people gave a congregation of more than 2 million people. But it only takes a few people to make a big difference, good or bad. I believe in my heart and in my spirit that each child of God 
even if you don't yet know him, I believe that we will face a Kardish Barnea moment in our lives. There will come a time in your life that you have to make a decision regarding the word of God, regarding the prophetic word over your life. Are you going to say yes? Are you going to be indifferent? Or are you going to say no? The Bible is filled with moments like this. Maybe it's even Abraham, for example. In Genesis 22, the Akidah, as the theologians will tell us. The Akidah is when God came and asked Abraham in Genesis 22 that I want you to sacrifice your son, your only son, the one you love on the mountain, which I will show you. And the Bible says that Abraham believed God. The writer in the book of Hebrews 11 later gave us insight into what Abraham was going through. That Abraham believed God that God will raise Isaac from the dead. But Abraham stepped out in faith and it was credited to him for righteousness. Now you see, Abraham had to make a destiny-defining decision. Maybe it's even Moses in the burning bush. Moses had to face a burning bush moment. Would he believe the spirit that was speaking to him through a bush? Or would he just go back to herding those goats and sheep in the wilderness? But Moses chose to believe the spirit that spoke to him in the burning bush. Maybe it's Paul on the road to Damascus when a voice from heaven, a light, knocked him off his donkey and asked him, why are you persecuting me, Paul? It is hard for you to kick against the nards. And Paul had to make a decision. Do I believe the light from heaven? Do I believe the voice from heaven? Or do I go back persecuting the church? Paul had to make a destiny-defining decision. Or maybe it is Esther. When the word of God came to her through Mordecai, that Esther, you are called to the kingdom. Perhaps you are called to the kingdom for such a time as I feel the spirit of God here. Perhaps you are called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther had a choice to make. Do I go back to the comforts of the palace or do I fast for three days for the deliverance of my people to break them from the shackles and the devices of, uh, of, the, of the spirit of death that was manifesting through a man called Haman? Esther chose to go before God. What will be your decision? What would be my decision this year, this time, this season? You and I face a destiny-defining moment. Do we turn and run or do we believe God and walk through that door? Do we believe God and cross River Jordan and take the promised land? Do we believe God's word and hold on to what he said? Perhaps even the most tender of it all was one that God asked Peter. Peter had denied God and maybe you're listening to us today and you've known Jesus before but you've denied him. You've said to your friends, I don't walk with God anymore. I don't, I don't believe this church thing. There's somebody listening to us today. This word is for you. You walked away from faith and like Jesus asked Peter, would you come back? Would you feed my lambs? Jesus is asking you today, would you come home? Would you come home and would you tend the flock that he gave to you to tend? There's a pastor listening to us today. You walked away from church. Oh, you walked away from your ministry. But just like Jesus asked Peter, he's asking you today, would you come back to the faith? Would you come back to the original assignment? This is a destiny-defining moment, man of God. Would you come back and feed the lambs that God gave you? Because you 
you and I will have to give account the spirit of the Lord says to you. So the decision is for us to make. The ask is for God to make. The decision is for us to make. What will be your decision today? How do we make that decision? How do we know what God is asking us to do? A few quick thoughts. One, take our time to seek his face. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Put away distractions and go before him to find out what he's saying to you this time and this season. And when you hear what he's saying to you, according to the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18, Peter Paul said to his son Timothy, regarding the prophetic words that have been spoken over you, I want you to be aided and inspired by them that you may wage a good warfare. So when you get that word, the next step is to begin to war with those words. Begin to take it before the throne of grace. Father, you said this concerning my life. You said that I'll be a shining light. You said that my children will surround my table. You say that I'm blessed in my going out and my coming in. You say that this generation will hear my voice. You say that I will serve you. Begin to declare these words. You say that I'm, I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm made clean. I'm, 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 I'm delivered. I'm set free. Begin to raise these words before him. And what else do you do? You seek wisdom. So three steps. Number one, get that word. Number two, step out. Begin to declare that word as you pray. Number three, seek his wisdom. Because his wisdom is the way he's going to do it. Not just receiving the word only. Ask him, how do you want to do it, Father? How do I want to say yes? The way that God decided to take over Jericho wasn't the same way he gave David to take over all those enemies. Find out the way that God asks you to do it and then step out in faith and then add actions to it. Remember that scripture from the book of James chapter 2 verse 26. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. So as I leave you today, I want to encourage you. Get a word from him. Take out time. Seek his face. Then war with those words. Take it before him. Number three, ask him for wisdom. And number four, add action to that word. And we just bless you if you don't know Jesus. It's so easy to know him. It's so simple. He paid a heavy price for you and me. He paid the price of his blood, of his, of his life. You can just receive him. I'm asking him to come into your life and be your savior and be your Lord. It's so simple. Can I pray with you? Lord Jesus, I confess my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. I receive you as my Lord and Savior today in Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer, we'll receive you. We thank God for you. Write to us. Could you let us know that you gave your heart to Jesus? And we love you. Continue to connect with us. And we'll see you next time. God bless you. You've been Remember, listening to a message God from Spread you, the Word Global yes. Ministries, right Dear. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.